0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Congratulations, True Crimatics. We've survived another week. It is Friday, July 14, 2023. And this week, California police arrest a new serial killer. A Colorado dentist will get his next root canal in prison. And the biggest headache in the unsolved Tylenol murders case has died. Stay tuned.
0: Yes. <laughs> Super excited. We are
1: all pumped to have James Renner.
0: James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. On. James
1: Renner once again drops a bombshell. bombshell. Investigative James journalist Renner. reporter James Renner. James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time And welcome back to the show. Hey, if you're new to True Crime This Week, you can listen to us now on Podorama, the best cross-platform podcast app available. Check it out. Put it on your—download it. Put it on your little smart device, Podorama. For more information, Podorama.com. I am heading on tour this week, and if you're in the area, you should come out and see me. Get a signed copy of my new book, Little Crazy Children, it's a new true crime thriller. Um, It starts off tomorrow. I'll be in Columbus on Saturday and Sunday this week, July 15th and 16th at the Columbus Book Festival. Then on Monday, July 17th, I'll be at Riverstone Books in Pittsburgh, PA at 7 p.m. And the next day, July 18th, I'll be at the Bookery Bookstore in Manchester, New Hampshire at 5 p.m. On July 19th, I'll be at the Barnes & Noble in Albany, New York. That's at Colony Center, 6 p.m. And I'll be wrapping things up July 20th at the Mysterious Bookshop in New York City. The city's so nice, they named it twice uh, <laughs> at 6 p.m. So um, it's going to be a fun adventure. Drop by if you can. Uh, if For more dates and times, jamesrenner.com backslash shoot. All right, let's get to the top stories. Last week, authorities in California arrested a 30-year-old man suspected of being a new serial killer, says ABC News. Bryant Rivera is being held by the feds in LA County and is facing extradition to Mexico for the murders of three sex workers in Tijuana. On January 24, 2022, a woman named Angela Carolina Acosta Flores was found dead in a hotel bathroom in Tijuana. The coroner found she died by asphyxiation. Rivera was last seen leaving the room that same night and crossed back into the U.S. 13 minutes later. He was a regular at the club where Acosta worked, according to witnesses. The club was part of Tijuana's red light district, also known as Zona Norta. He's the main suspect in two other murders— which occurred in September 2021 and February of 2022, a Mexican law enforcement official was quoted as saying, in Baja, California, no one escapes justice. Several donkeys in the area were seen raising their eyebrows. Uh, That's a Tijuana donkey show joke. Uh, Google it. Uh, Next story. 45-year-old dentist James Tulliver Craig was charged this week in the death of his wife, Angela, according to the Denver Post. Angela was admitted to the hospital on March 6th of this year after falling ill. She was released but returned when her sy- sy- symptoms got worse on March 9th. She went to the hospital again on March 15th, and her condition quickly deteriorated, and she died on March 18th. When the hospital checked her blood... It showed high amounts of cyanide. Police, of course, became suspicious and checked out James Craig's work computer. They found searches on YouTube and Google such as, quote, how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human? And, quote, is arsenic detectable in an autopsy, End quote. The answer is yes. They also discovered that James had been having an affair with a fellow dentist. James and Angela had been married for 23 years and had six children. Prosecutors allege James put the poison in Angela's pre-workout protein shakes. Reminds me of that old Seinfeld joke. What's the difference between a sadist and a dentist? A sadist has newer magazines. Rudy Farias broke his silence this week in an interview with Fox 26 in Houston. Remember the story from last week? This is crazy. Crazy. We'll recap here in a second. Rudy's mother, Janie, reported her son missing. Well, here's the recap right here. Uh, Rudy's mother, Janie, reported her son missing in 2015 when he was 17 years old. That's eight years ago, folks. After he didn't come home one day, what she didn't tell police was that he returned the very next day. Now, she told Rudy that he'd be arrested if the police found out he wasn't really missing. According to Rudy's advocate, Janie also told him that he had to act as her husband now. Rudy's father was a former police officer who lost his job for rigging speeding tickets before taking his own life in 2014. Now, during that time, when he was missing, if somebody came to the house, she would tell Rudy to stay in his room and lock the door, not to make any sounds. He reappeared earlier this month when police found him sleeping in front of a church not far from his home, covered with cuts and bruises. Rudy told Fox26 that he felt like he was brainwashed the whole time. Quote, it's as if I lived my life in a prison, Farias said. I just wanted to be free. I just wanted to live my life, end quote. He's now on his own. He's not with his mother anymore. Um, And that would make him, what, uh, 25 years old now. Geez. Houston police have so far declined to charge his mother with any crime. they haven't charged her with anything yet a very weird story. most parents complain that the kid won't leave and get a job and and here we this is the exact reverse so um, note to self I need to call my mom so let's take a little break uh, after the break uh, I have some news uh, one of Charles Manson's followers has been released from prison. Um, The main suspect in the Tylenol murders case has died, and uh, there's updates in the Michael Turney case and more. Stay tuned.
0: Please hang up and try again. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/upgrade.
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
1: Starring Bubbles. James Lewis died this week at the age of 76, according to the New York Times. Who's James Lewis, you ask? I'm going to tell ya. He's the prime suspect in the Tylenol murders case. If you're unfamiliar, this is kind of a big unsolved mystery in the true crime community. In 1982, seven people in the Chicago area died after their bottles of extra-strength Tylenol were contaminated with cyanide. Lewis was never charged with the murders, but in October 1982 he sent a letter to Johnson & Johnson, which makes Tylenol, saying he would stop the killings if they paid him $1 million. For that, he was convicted of extortion and spent the next 12 years in federal prison. He always denied involvement in the murders themselves, though. He said he was just trying to, you know, seize the opportunity. He's also tied to the murder of a 72... I did not know this part. He's also tied to the murder of a 72 year old man who had hired him as an accountant in 1978. That man, Raymond West was found dismembered the same day that James Lewis tried to cash a forged check on West's account. He was charged with that murder, but the case was dismissed because the police did not inform him of his Miranda rights when he was arrested. After he was released from prison, he moved to Boston. Then in 2004, he was arrested for rape, but the victim declined to go forward with the prosecution. This guy did some horrible things and just had uh, the, the worst, you know, the best luck for him. Somehow he avoided um, a lot of trouble. Lewis is the reason, by the way, that we have childproof caps on our medication now and cotton balls in our Tylenol. His cause of death, uh, they say, was not suspicious. Michael Turney's trial continued this week in Phoenix, Arizona. Turney's on trial for the murder of his adopted daughter, Alyssa, who went missing in 2001 after he picked her up from school. Alyssa's body has never been found. It's one of those rare no-body homicide cases, very difficult to try. The prosecution alleges that Turney was an abusive stepfather and wanted Alyssa dead so that she didn't tell everybody that he was abusing her. The defense is arguing that Alyssa was a troubled kid who just wanted to run away. Uh, Alyssa's siblings took the stand this week, according to ABC 15. The lead prosecutor, Vince Imbordino asked Alyssa's sister, Sarah, if she ever asked her father what happened to Alyssa, to which Sarah replied, quote, he told me he would tell me on his deathbed, end quote. Yeah, that's, that's pretty suspicious. Alyssa's brother, John, also testified that Alyssa wanted freedom, Sure, but not from her siblings, and none of her her siblings ever heard from her again. In other news, Charles Manson's disciple and convicted murderer, Leslie Van Houten, was released from prison on Tuesday after serving more than 50 years for the murders of Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, according to CNN. Van Houten's attorney says that she was... uh, That she was... uh, Sorry, let me go back here. Van Houten's attorney said that uh, she has confronted what she did is the word I wanted to say and has taken responsibility for her actions and is no longer a danger to society given that she's now in her 70s. She appeared in front of the parole board 22 times before her release was finally granted. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, 50 years is a long time. Should she ever get out? I don't know. It's a very different world. She's never used a cell phone um, or the uh, now there's, you know, Internet, A.I. I mean, she's walking into the future here. Be interesting to see what happens to her now. Um, OK, we got some more details about the prison stabbing of disgraced former Team USA gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser this week. Nasser is 59 years old and is serving a 175-year sentence. I don't think he's going to make it the whole way. Something tells me he's not going to be able to complete that sentence. 17five-year um, sentence for sexually abusing girls for decades while working at, at Michigan State University as a doctor. According to people.com, Nasser was watching men's tennis on television in a room with other inmates when he allegedly said, quote, "I wish there were girls playing," end quote." He was then stabbed at least six times in the neck, chest, and back. He's currently in stable condition. Yeah, uh, no comment there. Let's go over to weird news. I like to throw in some weird news every week. Uh, sometimes it's kind of humorous, sometimes it's not. This one's just dark. This is going to give me nightmares for weeks. Here's, here's what happened. Um, this is from Bowabic, Minnesota. So reminder that some things are worse than going to jail. Police reported on Facebook this week that the body of thirty four year old Brandon Lee Bushman was found inside a locked freezer in the home where he was staying in late in late June of this year. Bushman was last seen by other people living in the house earlier this year. When Bushman learned that there were police outside and in the area, he ran downstairs and was never seen by his roommates again. Turns out, Bushman had, a, had warrants out for his arrest, which is why he was trying to avoid the police. Well, it's believed he hid in the freezer and planned to use a lawn ornament, the, kind of a rod from a lawn ornament, to jimmy his way out of the freezer once the police left. Unfortunately, the rod got stuck between the fridge and the lock. The freezer was not powered at the time and it's unclear how long he lived inside the freezer Before he finally died. So that's terrifying. And not for nothing. But I had some. uh, Gino's. uh, Those pizza pizza rolls. In a a freezer in college once. That conked out. And it was in there for a whole weekend. Before I got back. And the smell was. uh, You know there's nothing you can do. You just got to like wash everything in the room. So um, gross. So just you know. Surrender yourself, people. You know, it's it's don't hide in freezers. I don't, you know, it just that's just I can't imagine a worse ending. Um, let's look over to pop culture. This week, there's a new a true crime documentary on Hulu, the Ashley Madison affair, the rise, fall, and improbable resurgence of Ashley Madison, the dating website aimed at marriage cheats. Pioneers in outrageous viral advertising, the company stops at nothing to gain publicity, and by 2015, it appears to be on the brink of world domination. Then a team of hackers exposed the intimate sexual secrets of millions of members with devastating consequences. But in the aftermath of the data breach, are the site's adulterous users the only ones with dirty secrets? Question mark? I'm guessing no. Um... I remember that story. You, you, Didn't one of the Duggers get caught up in all that? I guess just probability-wise, there's so many duggers you know, somebody's going to be involved with that. But yeah. So anyways, check out The, Mash- uh, the Ashley Madison Affair on Hulu. Um, and let's go to the bookshelf. This week, I have a book by my buddy, Terry Gilbert, who's a lawyer here in Cleveland. I picked this up over the weekend at Logan Berry Books in Shaker Heights. They had this little author event. And uh, Carlo Wolfe, who wrote the book with Terry Gilbert, was there. I got a nice little signed edition. It's called uh, Trying Times. And he tells a lot of his uh, personal stories in this book. Here's the the write-up. Terry Gilbert is a people's lawyer. His story begins during the late 1960s when events at Attica... Kent State and Wounded Knee provided Gilbert with the impetus to use the law as a weapon in the fight for justice and equality. For nearly 50 years, he has fought for civil rights, prison reform, police accountability, free speech, and the American values enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Since the 1970s, Terry has defended the rights of indigenous Americans and other disenfranchised people who have been cut out of the American dream. In the 1990s, he successfully reopened the case against Dr. Sam Shepard, in an effort to finally clear Shepard's name and hold the justice system c- accountable. In 2014, Gilbert was able to secure the exoneration of Kwame Ajamu, who was serving 27 years in prison for a wrongful conviction. He also represented Ajamu's brother, Wiley Bridgman, who spent almost 38 years in prison. There's also a really good book about that, by the way. Gilbert believes that the law is a tool to use against injustice and in support of the highest ideals of America— Activism and diligence, he says, are the only things that can see the country through trying times. <clears throat> it's a really good book. You should check it out, um, especially if you're interested in the law and how a really good defense attorney does what he does. Trying Times by Terry Gilbert and Carlo Wolfe. <clears throat> and that's, that's all for this week. Um, join me on my tour if you can. Follow along on the socials. And um, hopefully we'll see you real soon. In the meantime, it is the weekend, and that's always reason to celebrate. And in the words of Murray Saul, the incomparable godfather of Cleveland radio, that means we got to, 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 got to. One more time. Got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. Get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a Fearful Symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog.